Welcome to the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a six-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is December 9th. This is episode 135, and a fantastic Friday to all of you. Hopefully you guys are well, everyone in the, you know, out in the metaverse, in the cryptoverse. I thank you guys for taking the time to listen today. As always, uh, I will be joined by Jay. If he's got everything sorted, we think he's good. Welcome, Jay. Yeah, hopefully all all of the technical difficulties are, are used up at this point. There may be a few difficulties here and there remaining, but, uh, you know, we'll give it a shot. <laughs> great power comes great responsibility. So, yeah, excellent. Uh, we'll be hearing from him today, getting some of his outlook. And as always, we're going to start by taking a look at our macros and then working our way down, starting, of course, with Bitcoin and Ethereum. Well. Not too, too much has changed on our weekly perspective as of right now. We are still looking very propped and proportionately. We're essentially looking quite good for the upside push. We do need to start seeing momentum coming in in the bullish fashion. There's got to be volume backed behind this uh, turnaround if we're going to continue turning around here. I would say over the next two weeks, if it's going to happen, that's when we're going to see the confirmation of the weekly TC back to the upside hopefully invalidating, as we spoke about the last two sessions, uh, the previous TC that invalidated the previous TC before that. So some sort of double invalidation going on. Again, within the next, I would say, maybe not this Sunday, of course, next week, potentially, possibly the week after that. So upwards of two weeks, as long as momentum continues to go in this direction, we are looking, uh, we're in good shape essentially pushing into the center line of the last couple of months for Ethereum. Bitcoin sitting much closer to the bottom of its price action channel, basically on the poor bad boy. So overall, momentum looks good still. Nothing's really changed. We're still potentially going to close with a green dot on both ETH and BTC on our market liberator indicator. Of course, no potato signal yet. Wolfpack still somewhat far away from the zero line. We can see squeezing wedges forming on both wolf packs for ETH and BTC as well. More so, much cleaner perspective on BTC here, obviously. So we are getting close to actually where we need to break out from very soon, pushing us out of this year-long downtrend, essentially, and moving into something new. Maybe that's sideways capitulation for another six months, or we could start to turn ourselves around at this point, as we've been talking about. Okay, so moving down into our more midterm macros, three day, one day, we can see that we're just seeing uh, confluence with that weekly potential. Did close the TC of the three day on Ethereum as the last close. So that was a day and a half ago now. Bitcoin still faltering behind. We have not seen the TC yet, but with the way the money flow is going, the divergences across the board, Wolfpack, money flow, market liberator. That's the most likely currents here to be had. Of course, we still need some sort of higher low converging wave to completely confirm this divergence and use its momentum to smash us to the upside. But obviously, with a divergence, you usually get a decent move from this. I would say that we're going to break the shorter term resistance levels 
sitting in, you know, potentially 18K. Maybe it's only for a day or two, but as long as we confirm above those levels, we're probably going to come back and retest a couple things. And from there, we should see that move to the upside in towards, you know, potentially 20 or better, or we don't want to speculate too much. We got to get into 21st. As far as daily goes, we are, again, just seeing confluence bouncing off the zero line with the wolf pack, the money flow moving back into the green, a potential reconfirmation coming with the fresh green dot that we're getting on BTC and ETH. We are technically TC'd up still on this daily on both, both assets, but we were trying to turn down a couple days ago. And if we invalidate that by re-triple confirming back up before we can TC down, uh, we should see some decent decent momentum come in, some decent volume over the next couple of days. I definitely think we're still going to have an issue at around 17,800 and at around 18,500 on Bitcoin. For ETH, it's going to be around 1350 to 1370, uh, acting as our 618 in the daily time frame. And then, of course, the $1,500 level is going to come in as key level of resistance as well. So we've got a really thick zone that we still need to push through. So nothing absolutely is not set in stone as of yet. As far as this looks, midterm, midterm macro, and some of the shorter terms are moving into this bullish posture. The way that today is reacted, we could see some sort of fake out over the weekend here. Again, we try not to take weekend price action into account. It usually just kind of does whatever it wants to do. Could see some sort of lower low with bullish divergence getting us into that zone that we were expecting in the first place. Maybe somewhere closer to 16,500. Ethereum, maybe a little bit closer to 1,200. We did end up coming down as expected, but obviously not as close to those levels as we thought. We only got down to about 16,770. And on Ethereum, about 12.20. So didn't hit our targets for that higher low. Still confirmed a higher low, though, overall. We could end up just pushing to the upside over this weekend and then maybe correcting on Monday, potentially. But we'll have to see how we go. Um, everything so far, 4-hour is looking, again, just more correctional than anything. We had a little bit of hidden bearish divergence, potential converging wave going on right now in the four hour. So maybe this move was just a divergence push. Now we're getting the converging wave, the lower high and hidden bearish divergence on ETH. So it is saying put more likely to fall during this weekend, potentially pick ourselves back up on Monday and continue going. We also have to keep in mind that the FOMC meeting is coming up on the 14th. That's going to be this Wednesday. So potentially some FUD and some shenanigans to be had uh, into the start of next week. And of course, depending on how Wednesday goes, uh, if the Fed decides that they're going to lower the rate hike to the 0.5, which I think a lot of people are expecting, then this thing actually may have some built-up bullish strength into it. And from Wednesday, we may pick ourselves up and start moving into this more macro outlook that we're seeing at the moment. Okay. So, coming over here, S&P, what are we seeing? Actually looking ooh, pretty good. Pretty good as far as daily goes. Again, seeing a higher low on the midterms. Daily is hit bouncing off the zero line, potential re-triple confirmation or reconfirmation again of the TC that we already have to the upside. So again, more confluence to what we're seeing with cryptocurrencies. Money flow going into the green. 
obviously, and the TC bouncing off the zero line is usually a pretty strong signal. The fact that we're still running into resistance here. Oh, why am I seeing ETH? Oops. Let me think. My apologies, guys. My uh, Every time I close my PC, this resets. Okay, so better, better outlook. I knew that looked too familiar. Excellent. So a little bit different than what I was just saying, but still similarities going on here. We haven't seen any type of potential reconfirmation yet or closing as of today. Yeah, it looks like continuation to the downside in the shorter term. Potential re-triple confirmation to the downside here on the four hour. So quite a bit different than we were looking on the crypto assets. Um, but again, same, same. There was some bearish divergence that showed up pretty much across the board with the last two highs as of uh, November 11th to 14th, and then all the way to December 1st. So S&P is saying, we, you know, we need to probably come back to support if we, if we hold up at support, whether that's at 3880 or as low as 3820, anywhere in the zone, as long as we hold that zone again, we're running out of time to obviously make a decision here whether we're going to continue pushing into this new zone of 4,000 to uh, 4,100 or 4,200, what time frame we're looking at it, or if we're going to get rejected back down. You know, we definitely could. We could see a much more midterm higher low here as far as this goes because we've got clear bullish divergence from the lows of October 13th and June 16th on the S&P. So we could be chasing some sort of higher low here shoulder for that whatever that may be it may end up coming lower as we again spoke about in the last couple of meetings uh below 3820 we could obviously wick it's hard to say obviously speculating but as low as you know 3750 or 3730 would be a good area to hit wick down start rolling back up overall again we're just looking for that rounding off type of pattern bullish formation to continue from here. Yeah. Jay, you want to jump in here, man? I know you got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. Uh, I mean, you just have such high expectations for me at this point. It, it feels good, man. <laughs> you know, it, it must be important. Yeah. So uh, I guess just another view of pretty much the same, uh, same thing you already said, but I always like giving confluence, whether it's for or against, right? So, we have this uh, the same yellow ray. I think I mentioned this in the last podcast or maybe even the one before as well. I don't know. I've been sharing it in the Share TA channel a lot in the Discord. Um, and pretty much we battled from what, the, 20, the 14th of November. We had the high there on the daily. And we battled that for over a week straight. And we just could not close above it until yesterday. So I found that really interesting because, I mean, bulls tried and tried and tried and we finally got to close over. Now, at this point, we're looking to close back under it. But I mean, it's only $60 up, you know, but when we're when we have such tight ranges right now, it almost, uh, you know, it, it actually has meaning, which is interesting. So when we look at the lower time frames, like the six hour, you know, we've got some bearish divergence forming on this little push up here. And I think it would make a lot of sense. Now that you can see how important this yellow ray was, right? We rejected from it first here on the 30th of November. Gave it a little fake breakup, right? Came back, tried it again, tried to hold it, and now we're below it again. So there's there's a lot of action around that wick. Lots of trades to be had. If you look at it on like the one hour, 
I mean, just look at how many trades could have been made off the one hour here alone. It's kind of funny, right? If someone was scalping it. Uh, I think I think there's a good chance we come down some, like you said. It looks like we have some bearish divergence, you know, on the lower time frames to bring us down some, but we do seem to be putting in higher highs and higher lows right now. And that close over that yellow wick, I think, was kind of the the sign, maybe in the algorithm a little bit, to then give us the push up to the next high right around maybe eighteen one hundred or so. I think that would make a lot of sense. And I think if we were to close below uh, 16,800 on like a four hour time frame, that more than likely this is just a fake out to the upside and we're going to come back down and probably retest 16,000. So tight range, 300 bucks down, but you know, a thousand bucks up from here is kind of where my range is right now. See, so I mean, yeah, I think where our thinking is, is pretty in line. You know, I just. Mm. I don't know if I agree with 16K. I mean, 16,500, I think, would be a stretch at this point because we don't want to break the structure of the bottom. Um, but at the same time, we do want to retest it. So, I mean, maybe I, on, a, yeah. on a wick side of things, definitely mm -hmm. possible. Possible. Yeah. I think if we were to close below the 16,600, though, and that's why I mentioned 168 because this was actually the support we had on the way down here, right? Mm -hmm. And we retested it one last time here before the big kaboom. So if we were to close below this wick here at like 16.8, I think the fact that we've already been down here one, two, three, four times below there already, five times, that this would just kind of confirm to me as like a lower high descending triangle, you know, and then work its way down more. That That's kind of my mindset with that, but I could be totally off base. I mean, I don't think you're too far off, definitely. Yeah, but, you know, because it's going into the weekend, if volume's low, you know, and we can kind of work out this move by Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And then again, we have good news with the FOMC meeting. I just I just don't see it going as low as maybe a lot of people are kind of expecting. Yeah, I think more than likely we're moving up. Um, we do have on the higher time frames. Like I'm, my thought process is catching the low if we do go down some, because I still think sure. we're going up regardless here. We have confirmed like bullish divergence on the weekly time frame. Um, and I think for us to, I saw on your chart on Bitcoin, the daily Bitcoin, if you check that out real quick and look at the uh, golden pocket, how we held it. And then there's the seven, is that the 786 right above it? Yeah. Yes. So that gives good confluence that, you know, okay, maybe we come back up there and retest that at an absolute minimum. You know, because we're because we held the golden pocket there, and that sure. lines up nicely with the previous low we had here at by eighteen thousand. So mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense. I think there's a real strong chance we at least come up to that portion area there. But maybe this is the start of the greater trend, and we start looking at twenty k again, and then we'll see. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. You know, it's a it's a good time to be taking this one day at a time. Mm -hmm. For now, until we have more significant time frames all on our side, because right now I think the best thing we're working with is a one day, two day, maybe soon to be a three day. Yeah, you know, ETH is giving that kind of forefronted, informative uh, idea, but it's not fully confirmed yet. Mm -hmm. Another good thing that I'm seeing is across the board, altcoins are starting to, you know, they they seem to be setting themselves up for. Uh, rally season mm -hmm. you know you're you're seeing these random spikes of coins across the board like alluvium and waves and link and you know just uh, what whatever these whales have been accumulating essentially they're starting to see some 
some yep. pre preordained spikes of volume coming in. I think that's a good sign for the overall that people are starting to be comfortable again. They're realizing that, you know, I, I'd say the majority of the altcoins are down 90 to 96 percent from their highs. And mm-hmm. that's almost always the golden zone to be, you know, starting to grab some of those up again. Right. Makes sense, man. Yeah, looking at some of these charts, they look like they they want to run, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But are are they allowed to? You exactly. Know? That's that's it, right there, right. And I think just like if enough of them kind of start going a little crazy, start bouncing around, you know, Big Daddy Bitcoin and Mummy Ethereum are going to have no choice but to kind of fall in line and do Big Mama. Yeah, right. Tough for uh, Big Mama ETH, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do what the kids want, baby. Yeah. This screaming for McDonald's. We're going to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, totally. The kid at like the impulse aisle at, at the grocery store, just complaining. Cause you can't get the candy you want. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, my kid will never that's be good. like that. Oh, that's oh no. That's the good times. Cause sometimes <laughs> you did get candy. So it works out, you know, if you didn't get it, well, you wouldn't have gotten it anyway. So no, you earn it with good behavior. Uh huh. It's just like trading, man. You just, you just stick to it. Right. And just stick to be consistent and you'll, you'll get rewarded. Exactly. There. I like that, man. Tra- trading is just like candy in the impulse aisle. Feels good. Oh my goodness. <laughs> ah. There's so many relatable things to life that uh, show up in trading, you know, patience, yeah the emotional factor all of it it can be related back to relationships with people Mm -hmm. all that stuff just life in general it's it's amazing how we how our emotions and everything affects the markets as they do so yeah but i'm ranting on um do you have uh, any other charts you were kind of interested in looking at today any anything with uh developments with the dominance of usdt well, the Dixie is actually kind of interesting to me right now. So um, it's kind of looking like it wants to put in a higher low here. Mm-hmm. And the RSI I have at the bottom here looks like it's having a seizure um, with how much is going on here when it comes to like bullish divergence and bearish divergence. Right. So you can see like just how much bullish divergence this is a 12 hour time frame, right? How much is built up here. And we're looking to confirm another one, but. Is it just sending us into this same resistance at about 105, you know, and rejecting Mm -hmm. or, you know, and then continue lower? Or are we going to close above that? Right. And start moving back up for like a lower high, because I could kind of see a lower high coming in here on the Dixie. It it looks like it's just fell off a cliff. Right. And it's ready to do its thing a little bit here. Right. So I think there's Mm -hmm. a real strong chance that we even come back up and even retest these lows potentially here that never got tested at like 109 uh yes. right in that right in that range i definitely think there's a strong chance with how much bullish divergence has built up right and that's really the only resistance above us i mean i guess we've got this point here at about 1076 or so but mm-hmm. i mean i don't know i'm looking yeah. at that and it, it, it's telling me that the dixie more than likely is going to spring up a little bit here it's just how much you know Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and is that going to affect bitcoin like it kind of has or is it just because everyone and their mother the macro was bad so bitcoin just kind of fell off because of that that that's Mm -hmm. what i've really tried to figure out is the dixie completely inversely correlated i don't think so i think it's almost like an indicator what do you think 
Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, maybe at one like point hints. in time. Yeah, because I mean, at one point in time, maybe it was a very opposite type of indicator, right? Like Dixie was going up, Bitcoin's going down, Dixie's going down, Bitcoin's going up. But even just with the last, I'd say, two months since we've topped out and since we've started coming down, right? We've only seen Bitcoin uh, stagnate and or fall because obviously right. with the whole FTX news and the Genesis and then blah, 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 all this FUD came out of nowhere, right? Like it hasn't been correlated at all because we've fallen all the way from what, 114 to 104. We've lost 10 points on the Dixie. Yeah. Yeah, it's, only, that's, that's so massive. Right. That, that's that's 30% of all the gain that it that the Dixies had since it bottomed out at like 88 mm-hmm. you know, a year or two ago. So, yeah, I don't think that the correlation is anywhere close to as high as what it used to be, if any at all, at this point in time. Mm-hmm. I would say just, I mean, obviously it correlates better with, um, you know, other currencies, Duh, right? That's the whole point of the Dixie. Right. Um, and I would say maybe Tether dominance right now is a better outlook as you've got it yep. pulled up for exactly. what Bitcoin's actually right, what Bitcoin's doing right now. Yeah, it's in a precarious position. You can see here on the twelve hour with with tether dominance, right? And how her, this previous support here, right? And now it's been flipped into resistance, broke above it, came back and we're underneath it again. So if that's the case, I'm kind of wondering yet again, are we going to put in a higher low, you know, and continue up on the dominance? If so, the Bitcoin's coming down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is this going to hold as resistance now that we're below it again? You know, right. it's yet again, up or down. That's uh, that's all TA is every time, right? Up or down. Uh, well, it could go up and it could also go down, you know. But oh. it, it's kind of looking like it wants to be resistance right now. Um, and we're, you know, we're in the bullish side of the RSI here. And you know we're below the signal line still. I don't know. It looks it looks it looks like it wants to hold as resistance here. To be honest, especially after the candle yesterday. So mm-hmm. then that would you know then I would think Bitcoin would do a little bit of a run. It'll probably come down to like seven point six here. Test sure. this macro fib, and Bitcoin would go on a little run. Maybe that's when mm-hmm. Bitcoin does uh, eighteen something nineteen. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely definitely could. I could see some sort of you know uh, flag being formed in that last time frame. And potentially maybe trying to break up and out of the resistance or at least maybe doing it, but then failing back below. So some sort of, you know, false breakout, pump it up, break it out, reject back down below it. And like, I I don't know, I could honestly see us getting almost back even to your white line that you've got there. Uh And then maybe barting from there, essentially invalidating this bullish flag that's uh, trying to set up right now. Yeah, that this previous high here again, right? Yeah, pretty well. That, yeah, that's where this is here, right? You see the wick yeah. on the way down, right? And then, yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. I think that would fake a ton of people out and kind of give the jet fuel, right? Right, and exactly like the timeline seems to be giving us, you know, five or six days here before the FOMC meeting. I think we'll have uh, a true decision on that day, or you know, maybe it maybe the day after something or other. Maybe there's some false shenanigans. Like I don't know. It's it'll be hard to say, but I don't think that a real move is gonna come until after that meeting. I yep. think that everything over this weekend is just gonna be chop and nonsense. Maybe it pushes into the first two or three days of the week. And from there we should have a decisive answer about what's gonna come. 
What's going to come? So, so yet again, we could go up, but we could go down, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> got, gotta love how simple it truly. We're going is. down. We're going down, and then we're, we're going up, and there's just uh, how much of 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 an up are we gonna go? And after we go up, we'll go down, but then we'll go up again. You know? Oh God, I yes. Just when do you hit the green or red button, man? Why? Hey, why is it that like it just depends on like what time of day you hit what color button? That's what matters. Oh, that's all it truly is. Damn right, dude. Way to simplify my whole life into a into two decisions, you butthole. Yep. Hey, hey, man. Hey, I'm a simple man, you know. So I would appreciate it. <laughs> well, my friends, I don't think there's too much more we can get into. Again, I think I've made it pretty clear over the last couple sessions, last couple weeks. This is what we're looking for here. Mm-hmm. Again, if you didn't hear what I said, I really think that we're going to continue in the short term, midterm to the downside. We're going to get a little bit lower, a higher, a little bit higher low from this low that we just got. And as long as there's some sort of hidden bullish or normal bullish divergence on that on that next low, and as long as it's a higher low overall. I don't think that we're in bad shape. The macros are turning up. So unless this cascades into a a really shitty fall off volume momentum comes into the downside, I don't think that this is going to be a massive move down. I think that this is just going to be, again, one last fake out, maybe a little bit more capitulation volume come in, and then we should start to turn around. But obviously, not financial advice. Duh. Never is. It never will be. You guys must make your own trading decisions and your own choices in life. Oh, man, just tell me when Lambo and I'll be sure to buy. <laughs> buy or sell. Buy or sell. Long uh, or short. Uh-huh. Oh, goodness. Again, the overall the overall outlook of everything right now um, looks good. Again, I've been looking across a couple different altcoins. It really feels, as I've been saying for the month, like we're very much right there. I don't know how much lower these poor things can go. So. As always, my friends, make sure you guys head over to tripleconfirmation.com. All the good information is there about the trading bot, our team, the wiki explaining how the bot works and what it's doing and how simple it is to use, all that great stuff. Again, that's tripleconfirmation.com. Super easy, super simple, just as we want it. And we, again, appreciate you guys taking the time to listen, as always. Hopefully you got something good out of this session, and we'll be back here on Monday. You guys have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.